Hey, Mama. If you are a mom and are tired of the wash, rinse, repeat burnout cycle of motherhood, this podcast is for you. If you feel lonely and isolated in your motherhood journey, this podcast is for you. If you feel like you have completely lost your identity since your babies were born, this podcast is for you. If you feel like every other mom has it together except for you, this podcast is for you. My name is Amanda, and I'm a life coach dedicated to teaching every mom the tools she needs to liberate herself off the back burner. I am living proof that a woman can be present and loving to her kids while also being a whole ass person outside of being that kid's mom. The secret? Learning when to say fuck it. Hello, my beautiful mamas. So this week for me is the first week of dance. So my kids started school two weeks ago and we're adding dance schedule to it now in this third week of um, school. And all four of my kids are doing competition this year. Uh, Last year, only two of my kids were in competition. This year, it's all four of them. And as I was sitting in in my car at the studio yesterday, I was just like doing some self-reflecting and I realized that one of the biggest differences between me of two years ago and me today is that back then, two years ago, I was exhausted all the time and I'm tired because it's today's Thursday. So, you know, we've done dance three nights in a row. We're just at the end of the week and I'm tired, but I'm not exhausted. And I've never really, um, made that different, like, like separated the two and realized that they are in fact different. Being exhausted is very different from being tired. Let me explain. So a tool that I use in my coaching with my clients is something called the model. And now this is Brooke Castillo's work, not my work. Um, but I learned how to use the model in my own life. And so it's something that I, that I use with my clients when it makes sense too. So a basic rundown of the model, um, is every circumstance is neutral until a human brain has a thought about it. And then that thought creates a feeling a sensation in your body, some kind of an emotion. And that feeling inspires you to take an action. And then your action produces your results. And this is like, it's such a useful tool because most people without any coaching tools, without knowing anything about thought work or how their brain works, when they want to change a result, they will look to change the circumstance or they will look to try a new action and it doesn't work because our thoughts are driving everything. And it is the difference of my thoughts about my circumstance and just, yeah, just the circumstances of being a dance mom, um, being a working dance mom, a working single dance mom. (laughs) It's my thoughts about that neutral circumstance that is making the difference between me being exhausted and me being tired. 
exhaustion is, it's really like, I would put it in the result line. If we, if we had a model, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, I would put exhaustion in the result line not in the feeling line because exhaustion is something that we are creating for ourselves, not on purpose. Okay. None of us are doing this shit on purpose. We are accidentally creating exhaustion for ourselves. Feeling tired. That's a physical sensation. That's a feeling that goes in the feeling line. Okay. Um, it's something that like, we're feeling because we need to rest, right? <laughs> but exhaustion is different. Exhaustion feels really heavy to me. Um, like when I'm talking about where it sits in my body, okay? If I'm feeling just tired, I feel it sort of like just a general, like, looseness in my muscles, like in my whole body, my muscles just feel loose when I'm tired. My brain goes slower when I'm tired. Um, that's about it. <laughs> that's about it for tired. Um, when I'm feeling exhausted or when I'm in the state of being exhausted, it's different. Um, it's a heaviness in my chest. Um, it's a tightness in my jaw. Um, a tightness in my jaw and in my forehead because it's create, it's, it's also like causing me to feel stress. It's causing me to feel bitterness. It's causing me to feel a lot of other negative sensations along with the exhaustion. Um, because of my thoughts about my circumstances. Okay. So my circumstances, my neutral circumstances, um, two years ago looked like this. I was working a full-time job that, um, had a defined, you know, set of duties and a steady paycheck. I was working full-time though. Okay. So it was tiring in the sense that like 40 hours a week I was working. Um, I lived with my dad who was able to give me physical help with the kids. I was in a romantic relationship. I had one kid in competition and three kids in recreational dance. And I was co-parenting with 50% child placement. My neutral circumstances today, I'm a business owner. I don't have a steady income anymore. <laughs> There's so much more on my shoulders. I've had to learn so much more being a business owner as opposed to being an employee. So in a sense, you know, this circumstance has been harder for me um because I've had a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> a lot of different thoughts than I had about my job. I'm living on my own, so I don't have that additional physical support with my kids. That's on me. Um, I'm single as opposed to being in a romantic relationship. I have four kids in competition and I'm co-parenting with 50% child placement. So like all in all, 
my circumstances are pretty similar, but my experience, I mean, you might even say that like my circumstances today require like more effort on my part. Um, so one might be able to make the argument that like this phase of my life is quote harder than two years ago, but it doesn't feel that way. Um, I created so much suffering for myself two years ago, um, that I, I don't do anymore today because I, I realize now that I was the one creating the suffering for myself and I work really hard to not do that anymore. Um, I am busier now than I was two years ago. Um, but I also always have me time now. And I never had that before. How is that possible? (laughs) Busyness is also a thought, but that's another podcast. So here's, here are ways that I was creating exhaustion for myself two years ago. I spent a lot of time being pissed at my girl's dad. (laughs) Um, and pretty much always having the thought that he wasn't doing enough. He wasn't, um, just thinking about all the ways that he was failing and how I was a superior parent. (laughs) I was, I did not have boundaries in the romantic relationship that I was in. So I was giving all of my free time to the person that I was with draining myself all the time. Um, I was stewing in a lot of negative thoughts about the dance schedule, stuff like this schedule is ridiculous. Um, I could be doing literally anything else other than sitting here four days a week. (laughs) Um, just stuff like that. I was also stewing in martyrdom. Um, I worked all day and then I had to rush to go get the kids from school. And then I had to rush to the dance studio to then just sit there all night long and not get anything done. But I do this because I'm such a good mom. And I would subconsciously celebrate myself by talking about how busy I was all the time. Um, because if I, you know, was always talking about how busy I was, it justified my feeling of exhaustion, my constant state of being exhausted. And it also was like validating to me on a subconscious fucked up level that I was like being a good mom because of how busy I was. All of those things that I just shared, all of those thoughts and the way that I was choosing to look at my life and choosing to look at my girl's dad and choosing to look at my job and choosing to look at the dance schedule, just choosing to look at my job as a mom taxi when I'm not doing my, my work, um, during the day, all of those thoughts were creating resistance to my reality. The reality is I have to co-parent with their dad. The reality is my girls are dancers and the reality is this is the schedule. 
And resisting all of that just creates bitterness and anger and frustration and just this general pissy mood. And I'm sure that wasn't pleasant for other people to be around. And But most importantly, it really felt gross in my body. It felt gross to carry around all those negative emotions all the time. This is why I was so stressed out. This is why my muscles were always so tense and I couldn't sleep at night and all of these things. And it had nothing to do with my circumstances. Like I would have blamed it back then. I would have blamed it on the fact that I had a full-time job and the girls were so busy with dance and their dad you know, was useless, all this stuff, none of that has changed. And I am so much happier now because our circumstances do not create our feelings. Our thoughts do. And as I was reflecting on this at the dance studio yesterday, um, I just sort of was like writing down some of my thoughts about these things that used to cause me, cause me suffering two years ago, what my thoughts are about them now. So I'm going to share that with you now. Um, so as far as the girl's dad and really anybody who just doesn't follow my manual, right? Because we all have a subconscious manual of how we think that other people should behave. But the fact of the matter is, is that's all of our thoughts, (laughs) just our thoughts and opinions. And we cannot force our thoughts and opinions on other people. We cannot expect other people to behave the way that we choose to behave because they have autonomy. They get to make their own choices. And so something that has freed up so much mental space for me in just allowing other people to be themselves is this thought that I borrowed from Carlo and Pyle from the Unfuck Your Brain podcast, which is, of course they did. (laughs) Instead of going into interactions with people who routinely don't follow my manual, hoping like, oh, they better not do this thing that they've done consistently for years. They better not do it one more time or I'm going to lose my shit. Of course, they're going to do it. They're going to do it because that's who they are. And they've consistently done it for years. So instead of resisting the person that they are, (laughs) just allow them to be who they are. (laughs) And it just kind of becomes a game in my head of like, oh, of course they did. Yep. Of of course you did that, but not like in a bitter, a bitter Betty bitch way where you're being like a sarcastic asshole, which is my default. I got to just be honest with y'all. Um, not in that way of all, at all. Just be like, yeah, of course you did that because that's who you are. Um, so my, the thought that I hold on to now is it's not my job to change anybody. That's not my job. I am not the morality police of, you know, my little world that I live here. Um, it's, it's not my job to judge everybody else's actions and everybody else's decisions as good or bad. It's exhausting to do that. You create exhaustion for yourself when you do that. And also you're not changing them at all. You are not going to change their opinion by coming at them like that. Um, and it's just not useful 
And it's also really not true um, that it's good or bad. It just is. It, it just is. It just exists. They made a decision. They are choosing an action. And then it just is. Um, it frees up so much mental energy and releases so much stress when you could do just this one thing of letting people be who they are and just focusing on the one thing that you can control, which is yourself. I can't control how anybody's going to act or the decisions that anyone's going to make. But you know what? I can control the way that I'm going to act. I can control the decisions that I'm going to make. And I can control the way that I'm going to respond to anything that life throws at me or anything that comes my way due to a decision that somebody else made, right? Because we, it's the thing with the model, like the circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. We have our own models and everyone else has their own, has their own models. And sometimes we find ourselves mixed up in someone else's model. <laughs> and that's when life can get a little bit messy. So we have to bring ourselves back to the beginning, which is all circumstances are neutral until a human brain has a thought about it. So if you keep judging other people, and you keep judging life for just the shit that comes up, you're just creating a bunch of suffering for yourself. That's all you're doing. Because believe me, if I'm pissed off at their dad, at my girl's dad, it doesn't affect him at all. He doesn't feel it. You know, I'll say something to him and then maybe his thoughts about what I said will affect him in some way or capacity. But overall, my anger towards him, my bitterness towards him, my whatever towards him, it's affecting me. I'm the one feeling it, not him. So I would much rather not feel that because those negative feelings are exhausting. <laughs> and then on me always thinking about how I'm the superior parent to him, this still comes up. Okay. And what I have to do when my brain wants to go there is, um, stop thinking about myself because it's not about me proving that I'm better than him. If that's what it becomes, then I've lost sight of my focus of being a mom, which is my kids. So the thought that I ground myself in is how does Eowyn, Aria, Laurelyn, and Ozzy need me to show up for her today? And it's different for all four of them. Okay. How does Awen need me to show up for her today? How does Aria need me to show up for her today? How does Laurel and need me to show up for her today? How does Ozzy need me to show up for her today? And what that does is it refocuses, it just puts my brain back on track to what's important. It doesn't, it's not important who's the better parent and who gets to decide that. Anyways, everyone who looks at our situation from the outside and each one of our kids are going to have completely different thoughts about the qualifications for what it takes to be the quote, better parent. And it doesn't fucking matter. That's just a pissing match. That's all that is. It's just an ego pissing match. And it's a waste of my energy. And it's a waste of yours. If you're in that too, refocus your brain on how does my kid need me to show up for them today? It feels a lot better. I promise. And then as far as like 
I know I'm not in a romantic relationship anymore, but when I am in a romantic relationship in the future, I am not going to fall into the same pattern that I ran into before of like, because I felt like since, not thoughts, it was a thought. I thought that since I was so busy all the time and since I was a single mom and I had so much on my plate that I owed it to my partner at the time to give him all of my extra free time. That was me. Okay. Was he also like asking me for like to give more of myself? Yes. All the time, all the time. (laughs) Um, but I still created that exhaustion in that area of my life for myself because I didn't have any boundaries. I wasn't prioritizing my own self-care and I just, I had no idea what a boundary really was. So now I understand that boundaries are not about the other person. It's not about changing the other person. A boundary is something that you do in, uh, because you love yourself. A boundary is always for you out of love for yourself. A boundary is just an action plan of what you're going to do. If you ever find yourself in a situation that you've decided in advance is not okay. Cause that's, that's really all it is. It's just, you knowing what you've decided is okay and what is not okay and what you're going to do to protect yourself if you ever find yourself in a situation where stuff is happening that you've already decided is not okay. It's not about changing the other person who's doing the not okay thing because that's their choice. They get to make the choice to do whatever they want. It's just about protecting yourself. That's it. That's all a boundary is. Um, and now boundaries are my life. (laughs) I have boundaries with my kids. I have boundaries with everybody else in my life. Who's in my life, friends, family, um, my dog. (laughs) I put myself first every single day. And the thought that supports me there is when I prioritize myself, it increases my capacity to show up for the people I love. So I now have all of my kids in comp. Um, and a lot of people have remarked, um, like, oh God, I don't know how you do it. Or you must be so exhausted. And honestly, I'm, it's not any more tiring to me than having the two kids in comp was because, um, this last year when we had two kids in comp, they were at the studio Monday through Thursday. This year, when we have all four kids in comp, we are at the studio Monday through Thursday. <laughs> it really hasn't changed. It's very similar to my thought when I got pregnant the third and fourth time. It's just, what's another kid? What's one more kid? <laughs> when I was having my children Going from one kid to two kids was so much harder than adding on the third or then the fourth. Um, Just learning how to increase my capacity that initial time from like 
showering my oldest with all of my love and attention and focus and energy to increasing my capacity, right? Because it's not about dividing what you, you know, we're giving your one kid. It's not about dividing that. And now that kid gets less to share with their sibling. It's what actually happened was my capacity increased. And once I learned how, that was a huge growing pain. Okay. But once I learned how to do that, it was just like, ah, what's one more kid? What's one more kid? My, it's the same thought with comp. I'm like, what's the difference? <laughs> um, we're still going to be doing the same number of competitions this year because that's just a studio wide thing. Um, we're still going to be at the competitions for around the same amount of hours that we would have been regardless um, because of just the way that the competitions are structured by like age. And then, so like you have your performance and then you have awards and then you have another performance later and then you have another awards. So it's just like all that's really going to change is that instead of there being such huge amounts of wait time, um, there'll just be some more performances that I, I need to pay attention to because my other kiddos will be performing. Um, but I was already going to be there and they were already going to be there and they wanted to dance. So I'm like, yeah, you're already here. You might as well fucking get on stage. <laughs> um, so my main thought with going from two kids in competition to four kids in competition is this isn't a big deal. It's, it really isn't. Um, you know, like I figured out how to do two kids in comp and that schedule. So I can absolutely figure out how to do it with four. Um, yeah, like I'm already doing it. I'm already doing it. So this isn't a big deal. There's the thought in a one concise thought. <laughs> Um, I'm really not any more or less tired, like physically tired than I was last year, um, by the stance schedule, because again, it's, it's kind of, it feels very similar. Um, there are more classes, but whatever, it doesn't really serve me to try to pick the schedules apart. We were there Monday through Thursday last year. We're there Monday through Thursday this year. I've already been doing it. Everything is fine. This is not a big deal. Um, I don't stew in martyrdom anymore because I am no longer looking for other people to validate me, um, or validate like, yeah, you're gold star, Amanda, you're doing a great job at being a mom. Um, and if you want to dive deeper into that, you can go back and listen to episode 24, the mommy martyr, because that whole episode is about this, this whole dynamic and motherhood of how we sacrifice ourselves so much, but then like, we want someone to see the sacrifice. And so we just like become the mommy martyr, go check that episode out. It will really help you. Um, and like when you're in that mommy martyrdom, uh, it's like a version of victim mentality, right? Like, oh, we have to do these things for our family and we have to burn ourselves at all ends and we have to die in service of our family. It's, it's like, we're a victim to this circumstance of raising a family, but that's just the way that it is. Like that's kind of the, the mentality. Um, 
I found that victim mentality is a huge, useless waste of energy um, because it just keeps you stuck. It, it keeps you stuck there. When you're in victim mentality, you believe things outside of you are causing your suffering. You think it's your circumstances. You think it's um, the your circumstances, mostly. You think it's your circumstances, stuff that you can't control or like the other people around you. And so you don't take responsibility for the ways that you are creating your own suffering and you don't change anything at all. You just sit there and wallow in this victimness. It's just really not useful. I'm not here to like victim blame or anything like that. Um, I've gotten stuck in victim mentality. I think it's just a very human response to life being hard. I think that's probably another way that our brains are trying to protect us. Um, because if we, if we, if we recognize like that, um, the control actually is still ours, then we'd have to do something about it. And our brains are always looking to save energy, um, and change requires like a tremendous amount of energy and your brain is going to resist you at every step. Um, which is why everyone needs a life coach. Okay. That's literally what coaching is all about is just to be a person next to another person and, um, be the one who's there not letting them give up on themselves when their brain wants to give up because it's hard and it's requiring too much energy. Um, but if you're stuck in victim mentality, then you're never you're never going to change anything in your life. Um, it can be really scary taking the responsibility of your life and your results. That can be scary and it can feel a little heavy, but it's also just like the best news ever because then you can do something about it and you're not stuck. You're never stuck somewhere that you don't want to be. Um, I've shared this so many times, but like a very defining moment for me, I was, um, crying to my therapist because I just kept hitting rock bottom. I kept getting there. And I was like, no matter it, it just, I felt like no matter how much change I made, how much progress I made as a person, it didn't matter because I kept hitting rock bottom and I was just sobbing and I'm like, it has to be me. It, I'm the common denominator in my own life. And it has to be like the way that I'm making decisions or something, because I don't know anyone else who suffers as much as I do. And I'm really tired of it. Um, and my therapist said, you know, like, and I know she meant this to be, um, like encouraging and comforting to me, but she said, I don't think it's you. Like you've always made the best decisions that you could in the situations that you were in and the tools that you had at the time and like the person that you were at the time, I think sometimes like life just sucks and sometimes suffering just happens in a silo. Um, but it didn't leave me feeling encouraged. It left me feeling really helpless because my thought was like, so then I'm just going to be at the mercy of life forever. I'm going to do all this work to, try to better myself and still just wake up every day and have to cross my fingers that what nothing happens to me. I was really tired of life happening to me. Um, 
And that's when I found life coaching and thought work tools. And I was like, oh, I was right. I am the common denominator in my own life. My brain, my brain has gone with me every step of the way. It is me. But I was at such a low point in my life that that was the best news in the world to me because it meant that I could do something about it. So here are my four steps to how to not be exhausted anymore. Number one, you have to take ownership of the ways that you are creating this feeling for yourself, this result for yourself. How are you creating your own exhaustion? Are you harboring bitterness towards someone or multiple people? Are you resisting reality, like how I was with the dance schedule? Um, Are you not taking care of yourself, like I was? (laughs) I was giving to everybody else except for myself. Um, Are you unclear with your boundaries, but also blaming other people for your stress and exhaustion and overwhelm? Just if if you're seriously wanting to change. And if you seriously are done feeling exhausted all the time, you don't have to feel so drained. Being tired is one thing. Okay. We're all going to be tired because we just, it's just just a part of the cycle of life. That's how we know, just like how, when we're hungry, that's how we know we need to eat. When we're tired, that's how we know we need to rest. Tired is not a problem. Exhaustion, that's totally optional. You guys, that's the same as Pain is not optional, but suffering is. Exhaustion is just when we create suffering for ourselves. So if you're serious about not wanting that anymore, you're going to have to take an honest look at your life, at the way that you look at things right now, and take responsibility and ownership for the ways that you've created it. Not in a hateful blame way, okay? I in no way want you guys to uncover like, oh, yeah, I have no boundaries. So this is all my fault because I suck and you know I'm just so weak or just any negative thoughts about you yourself as a person. Just be like, oh yeah, I can see this. I can see this trend in my life. Okay, I'm going to take note of it so that I can fix it. All right, step two, recognize the thoughts you have about the areas in your life that you identified in step one. Just like I shared like specific thoughts that I had about circumstances in my life two years ago versus to the same circumstances that I still have today, (laughs) but my thoughts are so different. And so my experience of this life is so different. Three, ask yourself what feelings you get when you think those thoughts that you uncovered in step two. Do you like how those things feel in your body? Do you want to keep them? Because that's always that we always get to choose. Okay. If you are like, no, I, I want to feel bitter towards my ex-husband. I, I want to feel that. I understand that I'm doing it. I understand it's a choice. I understand that I'm the one feeling it and not him, but I want, I want to keep it. Great do that. You do you. That's fine. But if you don't want to feel that anymore, then we need to go to work to change it. 
So number four, go to work, changing the thoughts one at a time. Do not try to change multiple thoughts at the same time. You'll get overwhelmed and you'll quit. And I don't want you to quit on yourself. I want to set you up for success. Um, in the episode notes of this podcast, I'm going to link to an unfuck your brain episode called the thought ladder. It's a really useful tool in changing your thoughts. It just simplifies the whole thing. Um, working one thought at a time, because sometimes it's too, it's too big of a jump to go from, I hate this stance schedule. It's way too much. This schedule is ridiculous to this isn't a big deal at all. That might be too big of a jump for you, like in that example, um, for where you're at right now. And that's okay. I also had to work my way up to every new thought that I have now. Um, and so in that episode, she really breaks down, like you just, you pick one thought that's 10% less shitty than the one you have right now. Okay. (laughs) It might just be neutral. You just work your way up the ladder. Okay. To the goal thought of this isn't a big deal. And if you want help, schedule a consultation because that's what I'm here for. I have changed my life in wonderful, big, beautiful, simple ways. And you can too, if you want to. Have a great week, you guys. Are you living your one wild life to the fullest? You're not? Why the fuck not? What are you waiting for? The time to live is now, mama. Do not wait until your youngest is in college. Let your dreams hire me for an hour so I can explain how I can help you achieve any goal in your life. You've put yourself off long enough. It's time to pour into you. The link to schedule your 60-minute complimentary consultation is in my show notes. Join the community of Fuck It Moms by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Fuck It Mothering. That's fuck without the U. So F-C-K it mothering. Make sure you subscribe to my channel so you never miss your weekly encouragement. And please rate, review, comment, and share. All of these things help with the algorithms so that way when other overwhelmed moms are looking for encouragement, they can find me. Every month, I give away one of my favorite books and a Starbucks card to a lucky winner. All you have to do to enter is write a review or tag me in social media when you share an episode. See you next Sunday, gorgeous.